This is episode number 240 with Todrick Hall. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Very excited about our guest. His name is Todrick Hall and he's kind of incredible. Now, Todrick Hall. This guy is a phenom. If you guys don't know who he is, he became well-known when he auditioned for the ninth season of American Idol, where he made it to the semifinals. Uh, since then, he's been performing on Broadway as a superstar. He's got a huge YouTube channel with some incredibly talented videos that he's produced. He's also featured in Forbes Top 30 Under 30 in the Hollywood category in 2014. And we are like long lost brothers. You're going to see uh, some incredible connection between us over the next uh, 30, 45 minutes. So be sure to uh, enjoy those connection points that you find between us. The five big things you're going to get from this episode, the biggest lessons he learned from American Idol versus what he learned from Broadway, performing on Broadway, and how he's applied that to his career now. Also, his process before a big moment on a performance, so how he prepares to go on stage to perform in front of thousands of people and what he does to get ready. He's going to share that secret. Why his first Broadway audition was a hugely spiritual experience and what you can take away from that. The psychological effects of being on a reality TV competition show and what he learned from that. Also, how Todrick caught Scooter Braun's attention and got signed by him. You know, we've had Scooter Braun on here and he's done incredible things for all of his artists and I can only imagine what's going to happen for Todrick as well. Very excited for you guys to connect with Todrick uh, and also you're going to hear him perform a song. So get ready for some magic to go down with my long lost brother, the one and only Todrick Hall. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card it's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases that's the powerful backing of american express learn more at americanexpress.com slash business gold card Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT 
fatigue costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. Very excited about our guest. His name is Todrick Hall. How's it going, man? It is going absolutely amazing. I'm so yeah. excited to be here, yeah. You're, you're the guy who I, I, I started following you on Instagram, and it just looks like you're living the dream right now. You're I don't know. Hanging out with Taylor Swift. You got, a, <laughs> you got a TV show. You're you know blowing up on YouTube and Instagram and Vine and everywhere. You And you came from small town in Texas, right? Yeah. Plainview, Texas. It's in the panhandle between uh, Lubbock and Amarillo. Okay. And, and it's exactly that, a plain view. There's nothing <laughs> going on. It's boring. But it, I think the I think that because I grew up there, I think that is what I have to attribute to being um creative because there was nothing better to do. We didn't even have a mall. There was like nothing going on there. If you weren't at McDonald's or Walmart or Burger King that you literally had to sit at home and okay. find stuff to do. And, and I started putting on shows and Puppet shows and puppet shows. Yeah, any kind of show I could figure out how to put it on. If there, were, it didn't matter if there was a real audience or not. I just would love to perform from before I even knew what performing was or Broadway or anything right. like that. And what was the dream growing up? Then did you have a dream to go to Broadway or to have? Well, I had a lot of dreams, but I didn't really know what Broadway was. Like I used to watch the Disney uh, Christmas Parade every year, and I was like, "Oh my God, if I could just be Pluto, my life would be complete." <laughs> In the parade, yeah. yeah, I know that was like what I wanted to do. That was like a dream. If I could make it that far in yeah. life then that was like i made it like i don't need to be oprah or anything i can just be pluto no one ever know who i was and <laughs> okay. be happy and did you ever get to fulfill that dream well i um i didn't want to go to college and my mom was like made made a deal with me and if i got i went to audition as a senior for disney world and if i got the job at disney world then i didn't have to go to college i did get the job but i got a job that was better and better in finances like than than doing a uh, costume stuff. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was just um I was a performer at Beauty of the Beast and I didn't know what unions were, but it was an equity role and so I got paid more money, but I was like I just want to be Pluto. Like that's all I want to do. I wanted to like demote myself so I could be Pluto, but that never actually happened. So maybe someday. You always wanted to perform though. Yeah, always. Yeah. Okay. Always. So when did you realize that like oh I actually have some talent besides just your family being like oh he's a superstar because I'm sure your parents were like Actually, my best. family was not like that. They really? didn't. No one in my family. Everybody in my family played sports all the time. My dad was. Um, oh my god, I'm the worst. He played for the 49er for Terrell Owens. Okay, is that is Terrell that Owens? Yeah, my dad cut his hair for like years, and he cut Jerry Rice's hair, and I got to meet all these people, and wow. I didn't care at all. All I wanted to do was like, like watch Cinderella and stuff. <laughs> and, but everybody in my family were were like all football, black, basketball players, and um. I remember that Sister Act 2 came out, and that was like a turning point in my life. Great movie. The, yeah. Well, Sister Act 1 was amazing. Lauren Hill was in that, right? Or she Sister was Act, well, she was in 2. She was amazing. I remember so hearing, good. I was like, this woman is unbelievable. <laughs> that moment where she was sitting at the piano singing oh, His Eyes goodness. on a Sparrow changed my life. And that's kind of how the first time I can ever remember singing is I learned how to sing with 
her in that movie and my mom was watching by watching me watch sister act two and she like it was like a movie she walked by and then she popped her head back out and was like is that my baby and so then from then on my mom started making (laughs) me sing at church every week wow and uh, i started realizing i could sing and then when i was in elementary school i was uh, tested for the gifted and talented program and we did a show um it was when leap of faith the movie came out do you remember that movie don't remember that what is who's who's um i don't even um, Steve Martin was the okay. lead in it. Leap of faith. Anyway, they'd never filmed a movie in Plainview, Texas, but my dad was playing basketball on a basketball court and they asked him to be a part of that movie. He had like a line in it. Really? Yeah. And so we made a, a, a skit of that called Hop of Hope and we had like bunny ballerinas and this lady came in and taught us how to dance and and then basically I started realizing that I could dance and then I my, wanted to learn how to tumble and do backflips and basically I was just getting gayer and gayer by the day <laughs> is what I'm trying to get at. Hey, listen. I am a, a closet – like if there was uh, one show that you asked me, what's your favorite show on TV, it's Glee. Are you serious? I am like in love with Glee. I wish I could be on that. I wish I could sing and dance like people Listen, on Listen, I don't Glee. think it's... you need to be able to sing or dance. If Brian Murphy takes one look at your face, <laughs> it's done because you're it. I just well, want you to know that. Uh, yeah, I'll be the guy that doesn't sing, whatever that character is. But uh, – I love that show, and I love Nashville. I love singing yeah. shows for some reason. I Both are great shows. We're going to be best friends. I they, feel it. They, <laughs> we're going to have our own little I, show. I have a, a, fa- a family of musician, musicians. My brother's the number one jazz violinist in the world. Oh, wow. And uh, my sister's a singer-songwriter. My parents were opera majors. But I grew up playing sports. So we live opposite lives. Exactly. I wish I was like – I taught myself guitar when I was 19 because I felt so ignorant in my family. When they're all playing instruments and singing, I was like, I need to learn something. So yeah. It's fun, but uh, I appreciate singers and dancers and actors because it's not something I can do as well. And I'm like, yeah. God, it'd be amazing to be a rock star, right? Yeah. Well, I think it, the, the, it's still in the future for you. <laughs> there if you, you want go. to pick back the, that guitar back up, <laughs> I think you can do it. There you go. So, so when did you start? So how old were you when you did this movie? Which which movie? The movie where you had like the, the choreography, or you went oh, there was a play. The play. Was a, gotcha. My dad was in the movie gotcha. Leap of Faith, um, and I was in a play in elementary school. It was really fun. I was like eight or nine years old, and then um, they took us to go see the Nutcracker Ballet, uh-huh. and all That's the great. other kids were falling asleep. They were great. I loved it. That's great. I, I loved watch it. it every Christmas, man. Uh, yeah, it's you do. Yeah, this year that's what we're gonna do to to seal our best friendness. Yeah, we're gonna go see it. the Nutcracker. Let's do it. Okay, a pinky I'll be, swear. Pinky swear. This is happening right now. A pinky swear over the table, everybody. All so right. if it doesn't happen, if you don't see on Instagram a picture of he and I, it's, it's the Todd Nutcracker's fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so when did you get the itch that you were like, you know what? I'm probably not going to be able to stay in Texas to live my dreams. It's Texas. You're in Plainfield, Texas, right? Well, after high school, I went and moved to Disney World. And we grew up very poor. So, like, all my friends were like, oh, my God, me and my family went to Disney World again and Universal Studios. Every year in your life. Yeah. And I would be like, oh, that must be so awesome. (laughs) It was just not even a fathomable thought for our family that we would be – no one that I really personally knew that well had ever been to Disney World or Disneyland or New York City or Los Angeles. And so it was just, like, wishful thinking that one day I'd be able to go to these places and so um the first time i ever got to go to disney world was when i got hired there and so it was like a really magical experience for me because i had grown up being such a fan and watching i lived on the disney channel i watched that so raven every day i was the most devoted fan there was and um I don't know. It was just a dream come true to get to go there and get to see everything and work behind the scenes mm. and see how well they run their business and stuff. And That's um, cool. Yeah. And I was a spoon. You were a spoon in what? what in was Beauty a... and the Beast. Okay. And I was killing it every day. I was Crushing the best, it. You were the best black spoon, spoon ever. you ever saw in your life. <laughs> 
dance moves like a machine, on right? Every day, except <laughs> okay. for when I was late, like today. So. Uh, that's all good. So, so what did that create for you? What opened up for you when you realized like this this other type of performance with these people will really appreciate it? Well, I was what kind next? of in culture shock because I saw all these people around me who were talking about being on Broadway and performing uh, on cruise ships and doing national tours and like all of this stuff that I had never heard of. I never knew anybody who made a living out of being was, a performer. It was a whole new world. Yeah, exactly. Literally. I see what you did there. You like that? Uh, yeah. It was like very that. sexy. See, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and yeah, so it changed my life. I was just like, okay, now I want to do this. And I started realizing all of the things that I, that I could do as a career other than be Pluto which was at the top of my bucket list. But I said, if I can't be Pluto, why not go perform on a cruise ship? So I went and performed on a cruise ship. Really? And I was also obsessed with Oprah my whole life. She's amazing. My, my mom, yeah, she just basically is Jesus' best friend because she's the nicest person in the world. And she created The Color Purple on Broadway. And while I was doing a cruise... Um, I was watching the videos. My mom would record Oprah and mail them to me on the ship wow. on a VHS. I was watching Oprah one day and Fantasia came on and I was also a huge fan of American Idol by this point. Uh -huh. And I voted for Fantasia religiously every single week that she was on the show. And I found out that there was an audition the next week for The Color Purple on Broadway. And I'd always wanted to be on Broadway, but I'd never been to New York to be able to audition or anything. And so I had danced my whole life and sang in church the whole time. I was a cheerleader in high school. I mean, wow. the list just goes on and on. I'm telling you. Do, you, you do acro yoga too? No, I don't do yoga. Well, hand-to-hand -hand no, action? No. I, I, that's a little too white for me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't go I to yoga. Do that. So I was going to say, if you can do a handstand, I could throw uh, you up in the air. The, the the list of the reasons why we <laughs> should be probably were separated at birth. I was probably <laughs> in your family and you were probably in mine. Exactly. Something happened, a little switcheroo, but I'm so glad we found each other again. Um, <laughs> so you were a cheerleader? A cheerleader. <laughs> Basically anything that you can think of that was gay besides sure, a sure. baton, baton twirler, I did it growing okay. up. My All mom right. had no idea that I was gay. I don't know what she was thinking. But I eventually came out of the closet sure. and she was in shock, okay. surprisingly. So, so with this audition, what happened? Did you take the audition? I went – okay, yeah. I went, I went to the audition. I quit the cruise ship, flew to New York, went to the audition, and it was crazy because my mom – we didn't have money. Like I said, I called my dad and I really wanted to go to this audition. My dad was like not about to pay for it. We mm -hmm. had a horrible relationship right, right, right. and he was like, I'm not supporting this. And so my mom, somehow I still – to this day, I don't know how she found the money to do this, but she and my dad got into a huge fight and she came into the room. It was like an Angela Bassett moment. She was like not running down her nose and crying. And she was like, pack your bags, baby. You go into that audition. And I was <laughs> That's like, amazing. Yeah, it was like a movie. <laughs> yeah, mom. And I was like, okay. And so I packed my bags. And the next day I flew to New York with just a friend. I didn't know anybody. How old were you? I was 20 years old. Wow. And I went to the audition. And I made it to the callback, and I'd never seen the show. I just knew that I, they were looking for somebody that was my type. And so I went to the show that night after I got the callback. And it was honestly like a very spiritual moment for me because my whole life growing up, I obviously was African-American in my whole family and my church and stuff. But the school that I went to was predominantly a white school. Mm -hmm. And I grew up doing theater and stuff and cheerleading, and all of my friends were all Caucasian. And so I felt like growing up, I didn't really have like a very good like role model of somebody that I felt looked like me or somebody that I was like, oh, that's what I could be when I grew up. I didn't identify with like a Chris Brown or a Usher or like even though I loved those people that I was like something's off and mm -hmm. I don't identify with that. And so 
it was the craziest thing because the show was amazing. But for me, it was like a spiritual thing that I connected immediately with it. And I was like, it's the first time I can remember being so proud to be African-American wow. because the people up there were representing us in such a positive light. Amazing dancers. It was an all African-American cast. I'd wow. never seen that before. And the way they were singing and it just had, it wasn't just like a tap dancing, like musical, like what I had known. It was like a soul changing. Like you went, felt like you went to church and got the Holy Ghost type moment wow. and so at that moment I was like I have to be in this the next day I went to my callback and I was like I have to be off book I knew every line I didn't take my script in I knew my songs I, I just realized how big of a moment this was and how I shouldn't take it for granted and so um, I went in and auditioned and that night I went to go see another show Legally Blonde and while I was there I found out that I they called me and said we'd like to invite you to be a part of Cold, wow. Color, Oprah Winfrey's The Color Purple on Broadway and I freaked out and it was just <laughs> the best thing that's ever happened to me because it, it changed my life. I got to meet Oprah and work with Fantasia every single night and meet tons of celebrities and people I looked up to and admired my entire life and I would have never dreamt in a million years I'd get to meet those people in person because I grew up in Plainview, Texas yeah. where you could only see people like that on TV and they don't, they don't come and tour near you or anything. Yeah. So it was just an amazing, amazing experience. Unbelievable. And, and it, I still every day like cherish that moment and I'm so proud that that was my first Broadway experience. How long were you on the play for? I on? did it every eight shows a week for a year. Oh. And, um, and then and what from, was your, were you the lead or were you like, no, a, I was just in the ensemble and I understudied one of the leads and I had like a small featured role and his name was Bobby. I was a plumber. <laughs> nice. Uh, and, um, but, um, but from being on that show, I got to see how being on American Idol had changed Fantasia's life. Mm. And so I decided to go, lead. yeah, she was the lead. And so I decided to go audition for American Idol. And, and when was this? What year? This was 2009. Okay. By the time after it was a couple of years later, so I did Broadway in 2006, 2007, and then I went and did other shows, and then in 2009 I decided to audition for American Idol. And you were 25 then, or how old were you? I was 23, almost 24. Okay, then. cool. Um, and you made it to the semifinals, right? Yeah, I was in the top 13, and it was just an, a crazy eye-opening experience because I had never been on television before, and I was just like thrust, and it's like. When you're on American Idol, one day you're just Joe Schmo, and the next day it happens overnight. Really? Yeah, because so many people at that point, it was, I mean, 30 million people were still tuning in it every was, single day. It was day. a lot bigger then than it is now. Or yeah, and the, especially where I'm from in Texas, American Idol is huge. I mean, Kelly Clarkson came from Texas. She was in our hometown. I used to work with her at Six Flags. Wow. Funny story. Um, and so people really supported the show in that area. And Everyone voted for you. Everyone rallied. Yeah, and it, well, that year there was four people in the semifinal from Texas and oh three goodness. of them were from Dallas and it had never happened that way so our votes were super Spread. split oh. but it was a really good experience I had never been known as a singer before then I was a mo mostly a dancer um, and so it was like my first real singing experience and it was on national television so I was very nervous every night but um, it I learned so much and I and I learned so quickly what was the biggest lessons you learned that were different from, from the Broadway performances because that's every day in front of a new audience, you know. I just learned TV. that being on television, people 
are getting to know you and you're not a character. I mean, within a reality TV show, you're they're getting to know what they think you are. And so people, unlike on Broadway, where people are patrons of the arts, they're coming out and they're supporting and they want to see you do well. People, when you're on American Idol, a lot of people do love you and most, most of the people that reach out to you like you. But it was my first time to get like bullied or have people say horrible things about yes. me or not like what I wore or not like how I sang and stuff. So that was kind of hard because... I wasn't used to that. And on Broadway, no one they knows who you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was really difficult because so you're in the limelight and there was a lot of like controversy and stuff going on and, and just things that, that people would make assumptions about things about your life. Yeah. And also at that point, I wasn't really, I had told my mom that I was gay, but I had, I had never like come, I didn't come out to people like on television. But you did on the show for the first time for everyone. No, Sounds no, no, like, I no? didn't. Oh, I was, okay. I was very like, Trying to pretend that like you were me, I was channeling you, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it, your brother, and it was hard. I was trying to talk deeper. I was trying to not wave like a princess and stuff, and it was just really hard. And 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 every day, the producers of American Idol would say, "Make sure you appeal to Middle America," oh. and I'd be like, "What the?" F so it's kind of like mean? you had to be. You almost had to tell a lie. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people have felt that way. If you mm. remember, Adam Lambert didn't yeah. say he was gay until after he got off the show. And he didn't dress differently. He kind of dressed like clean cut, Yeah, right? he was like a rocker still, but it was yeah. very – he didn't put those rhinestones on his eye until the finale when all the voting was already done. It's interesting. I wonder um, – do you think anything would have been different if you would have been your fully expressed self and you just said, screw you guys. I'm going to wear what I want. I'm going to dress and perform and talk like I want. Do you think things would have been differently? I don't think that the outcome would have been differently uh, – would have been different, honestly, because I wasn't used to the people that are on American Idol, even if they are just singing at their local bars or local churches, they know the songs that sound good on their voice. And I feel like I made it that far by a fluke. I wrote a song, an audition <laughs> song that was like funny. And so they kept me going. And I always was like, I'm going to go home. So I wasn't trying to pick the songs that I thought would sound great on my voice. And I always wanted to like mash up things and do things differently, mm, which now people appreciate online. Yeah. But also I just think, I mean, five years ago, even though it was only five years, the world has come so far, so especially different. with people. No being Instagram, accepted. there's no YouTube. There was none of this stuff online as well. Really, yeah. that was that big. But people are being more accepted of what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, everything is just different. The social media is definitely different. But also, I think someone being openly gay on American Idol five years ago would play out a lot differently now. Yeah, and so all I really learned from that experience is that I feel like I got voted off as someone else. Like I wasn't being myself mm. and I always vowed to myself. If I ever get an opportunity to be on television again, I'm going to use my voice to, to represent people that are all over the world that are like yeah. me, that don't have people that are influences in their life that they can look mm. up and say, I identify with this person. And that's why I think shows like Glee are so amazing because it's giving people that are, that had never seen someone that they felt parallel to in their life. It, it, it gives them a voice and it gives them somebody, somebody to look up to that they think is cool. And yeah. as opposed to being like, well, if I'm not a jock or a cheerleader, or a football player, then where do I fit in? Cause mm -hmm. before those characters weren't praised or appreciated, on they TV were, yeah. Sure, yeah. They were there, but they were like geeks and on the side and that not a person that you would want to be. Right. And I think Ryan Murphy has done a really good job at like championing those people and making them seem cool sure, and giving sure. them a voice and making them talented and making even people who are like super straight athletes, like watching the like show. Paul Lowe with it, yeah. 
Yeah, and everybody can appreciate it. And I think it's not such a foreign concept now. Like yeah. people, you have Ellen, you have Rosie O'Donnell, but you also have like Sam Smith who just came out. Amazing. And, and no one even really talks about the fact that he's gay. He's yeah. just an amazing artist. And I think that's what it should be about. If mm. the music is great, then the person should be able to be on the radio and play right and sandwiched in between that's, two straight guys. No pun great. intended. I, li- I like it. <laughs> One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. In person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. What uh, Did you ever audition for Glee? I did audition for Glee. I put out an audition video for Glee. I never got to go in and actually audition, but they had a MySpace audition. That's how long ago this was. MySpace was still killing it. Wow. That's a long um, time ago. Yeah. And so I put up the audition. You should check it out. It's called I Want to Be on Glee, and it's on YouTube. It's a I'll, pretty good audition. I'm Why kinda, didn't they bring you in? What, they what, were hating, man. What about the years following? You know, It's like they brought on new characters constantly. Why didn't they – Honestly, were you off the bigger things? You were like, eh. No, I went back to Broadway after I got off of American Idol, so I wasn't living in L.A. really to be able to audition for it. But um, I don't know. I just think it wasn't the right fit at the right time, and I was really bummed out about it in the moment. But now – if I had been on Glee, I wouldn't be able to have my own show on MTV. So everything happens for a reason. And because those I, guys can't really do their own thing right now. They're kind of locked in, right? Well, they can do their own thing. But my show right now is about an upcoming artist making a name for himself online and how important it is to be an online presence these mm-hmm. days. And if you are a star of Glee, that doesn't necessarily make you an you're online not a, presence. You're not a – yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you could also be, but you're a celebrity who just happens to have right. a YouTube channel. You're already a celebrity, yeah. Yeah. So how did you um, get the show, and how did you get on Scooter Ron's radar? 
Well, I made a video called Be- – well, okay, so after I went – got off American Idol, I made a video of me singing my order to drive through at McDonald's. And that video went super viral. And I started realizing I was getting more recognized from being the McDonald's guy, quote unquote. And the target guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh. From those things than being on American Idol. And so I started saying, there's something about this YouTube thing. I mm. could probably make a name for myself here. And that way I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to be judged by Simon Cowell. I don't have to have people or producers like projecting me in a light that I don't feel like is really representing who I truly am. I can put myself out the way I want to be represented. Also, being on American Idol had kind of made me lose a little confidence. And so being on YouTube was a way for me to film myself with no one really seeing me and being able to put it out and regain my confidence Mm. as a performer. Because it really does something to you when you're on a show like that and and you get kicked off. And everyone's judging you and this and that. Yeah, it makes you question what you, the talent that you knew you had before. I I knew that I'd been on Broadway before and and that wasn't a fluke that they would cast me in a Broadway show. So I was like, I clearly have talent, but it took me a while to like, get my swag back and so anyway i made a video called beauty and the beat and it was about the it was the opening number of beauty and the beast where Belle is like walking through the village but she was like in the hood and everybody was ratchet and all these like ghetto fabulous people were talking to her and it ended up being really super viral it got a million views in less than a day wow and ironically justin bieber's song beauty and the beat was about to come out the next week but no way i had never knew that no one had ever known the song it was the it, same name it was the same name and it was just a god sent thing that i named it that they thought that the song leaked and so people were reaching out to Scooter Braun me like someone's leaked this song this video is going viral a week early he watched the video and was like this is brilliant I gotta meet this kid and he scheduled a meeting with me had I not done that video I would not have been represented by him but amazing um, he was like I don't know exactly what to do with you you're crazy (laughs) you're quirky I don't know what you're wearing right now but I think you're really interesting and really talented and I'd like to work with you so he signed me immediately and um, the rest is history It was crazy because when I lived in New York, before I made the decision to move to L.A., I watched the Justin Bieber Never Say Never movie. I'll tell you what. I just had John Chu on uh-huh. last week. We directed yeah. direct a video with you. And or? John Chu and I did Virgin, Virgin. America That's commercial right. together. Yeah. So I just had him. He was sitting here last week. And I go, dude, never say never. Again, this is telling you who I am. I, cr- I watched it three times, first off. You did not cry. And I cried. <laughs> Every time. When the grandparents are talking about him leaving, and I just rewatched it last week because I was like so inspired after we got in here of how cool that video was. That's so that movie funny. Was. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. No, it, it was a life-changing movie for me. And um, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> that's so crazy, dude. It, you see it. The, I feel this 5,000 volts of friendship energy going across this table right now. Um, so the movie changed – Changed it, the changed, game for you. it changed the game for me, and I actually made a bucket list or like a vision board and said, I'm going to move to L.A., and I'm going to find my own version of Scooter. And ironically, I moved here and found the real Scooter. Oh, my and goodness. The real Scooter found me, and it's, it's just a crazy like rags-to-riches story because since I've signed there, my life is completely, in the words of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, turned upside down. And... <laughs> um, and in what ways? Tell me. This is two years you've been with him now. Or? Yeah. So what has happened? What has he done for you, or what has happened, or what doors have opened up that have given you where you're at now? Well, he's just put me. He and his team have just put me in a position with the best lawyers, the best business management, the best agents, and people that really work hard mm. for me. Like his his team and the the lady Penny that he. Oh, you know Penny. She's amazing. She's texting she me, yeah. is the most amazing person ever, and she's yeah. his right hand woman. And she yeah. is like completely every night. She's the type of person that will stay up till six a.m. if that's what it takes to make 
somebody's dreams come true. And I'm just so appreciative to have her like as a part of my team. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I got the Virgin America gig. I mean, just life has just changed and being attached to his name has given me a, a much greater platform. Mm -hmm. I got to open the kids choice awards. I wow. did the Virgin America safety video, which is such a random gig, but people watch that video every, every, day. every day and tag me in pictures of that. Really? Yeah. And then, you know, he and his team helped me, uh, work on the deal with MTV to get my show on MTV. And so that was, that was a dream come true because I just, I love the fact that I have a show where people get to see the hard work that goes on behind our videos, because sometimes you watch a video and you don't realize the lighting and the costumes and the hair and the shoes. You realize that it all looks like it's in place, but it, it takes forever, to but get you don't. It done. Yeah. And if someone was on television with a ball gown but she had like some nikes on you'd be like oh shit something's not right right, right 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 but um it's like recreating a broadway play every every week episode right? yeah every yeah every week and only doing it once and with a very small budget is the problem <laughs> we don't have a lot of money we have to stretch the little money that we have and just make it work for ourselves right and so um that's what's really hard about it but it's just been i'm just so, so grateful for where i am right now in life and sometimes i wake up in my house that looks like Wee herman's playhouse i have like eight foot tall ice I creams visit everywhere. you should come over <laughs> you should come you would love be, it i'll be out of place but i'll appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious now uh as a performer is it a quadruple threat is that what i heard you are what does that mean a quadruple threat well uh a quadruple threat means you're more than a singer dancer actor you also something else, but someone gave me the name Octo Threat, which I'm now <laughs> taking on because I I direct, I choreograph, I do sing, dance, and act. But I do also the costume de designs, and I help edit the videos, and I wow. cast my own videos. And so uh, there's just so many aspects of the videos that we do. Amazing, and I I am very very hands on, so I do every single aspect of the video other you're, than your producer and performer yeah it's essentially everything exactly you got to come be in a video one day because people would freak out they would love it <laughs> i don't know what i do i can salsa dance oh i heard i heard a I little birdie salsa. told me you could salsa if dance you find a girl who's really good at salsa i will make you look like the man okay awesome. i'll make your video deal. Great. yeah yeah deal i I, will, I definitely know some girls i know a beautiful girl with a big old bubble butt she would look amazing <laughs> The hourglass figure for days. We call her Kaylee Cake. She can salsa. She she can oh, salsa. Let's do it. Yeah, she, I'm in. She's in. Okay. <laughs> now I'm curious. Uh, so you've been on Broadway, American Idol. You got your own TV show. You've done a lot of other performances in between, opening uh -huh. up for Kids Choice Awards and a lot of other stuff. What is the mantra or process before a performance? A big moment that you do for yourself is there something you say to yourself is there a ritual do you do something weird or do you ground yourself do you pray do you what's something you do usually our life is so crazy and we're trying to do something that should take a normal team of, pe of people that is like a 50 man army we will be doing with four people and <laughs> and we're doing something that it would take that 50 man army two months to do we're doing it in literally two days or two to three days yeah. so usually there's not a moment we are literally rushing until that moment but right before i go on stage i always just bow my head and pray i'm not the most crazy like uh, overly religious person but i do believe that there's no way i could be here without somebody much bigger than i watching over me and guiding my footsteps and making sure that i was in the in the room with the right people at the right time. And so I just like have to pray and like ground myself to get myself prepared. Cause mm -hmm. otherwise I will, I will go crazy. And it's like a, 
I always get this calming feel, feeling like 30 seconds before I go on. I'm a nervous wreck until <laughs> 30 seconds before I go on, and then I get calm, and I'm like, okay, you can do this. And then mm. we make magic. Well, I love that. What would you say to someone who feels like overwhelmed and anxious and has a lot of pressure on themselves when they want to perform, whether it be a business pitch meeting or singing or dancing, whatever it may be, some type of performance going on their first date? What advice would you give to someone to overcome pressure? I would just say that this whole world is like a big game, you know, and you have to walk into a room and at least have a great poker face. Mm. You can be nervous and that's normal. I think a lot of people think that nerves are not normal and then that means that they're second guessing themselves or doubting the talent that they know that they have. But I don't think that's what it means. I think if you're not nervous, then you're way too confident and, and, and you're probably not going to get the things that you are looking for. I think anybody who's an artist or really passionate about anything that they're going in for a, a good amount of nerves is important. I think put on a good poker face and go in there and remember that every single person that is in a position to make decisions to guide your career or change your career are also just people and people are attracted to confidence. And if a, an idea is great or if the talent is truly there, then I think ultimately in the end that will always prevail. Mm, that's great. With all the talents you have, what would you say is your superpower? My superpower is that I feel like I, I would say my superpower is being a chameleon. And I say that because chameleons can transform into any place that they are. They can talk to anybody. They can blend into any surrounding. I went on blend in. Oh, I don't blend in. I always stand out. Just remember that. But, (laughs) but I'm able to like to, to change and like make sure that I like fit into I can talk to anybody about anything. I feel connect with people. Yeah, and I and like I went to Broadway, had never been in a Broadway show, but I've made myself fit in there. And I went to American Idol, made it pretty far for somebody who wasn't yeah. um, constantly singing and stuff. And I, I also I don't miss anything. I'm that person. Like if something happens behind me, I will see it, I will catch it, I will clock every little detail of any room that when I walk so in. You have a good memory then, or you? Yeah, and that's why I say chameleon off the off the cuff because chameleons also have those mm-hmm. eyes that are they're, they're like, one of the few animals that their eyes can move differently yeah. um, at the same time. They can be looking in, in four different directions. So, I love that. Yeah. What keeps you grounded with all the success you're getting and the recognition and the YouTube crazies? What keeps me grounded is I have the <clears throat> most amazing mom in the world. Not to go on a 20-minute tangent about my mom, but there was no dance studio where I lived. My mom got a new job so she could drive me an hour and a half to, to dance class every day and an hour and a half home. She never let me miss class. She never let me be late. And I don't think without her telling me, even though she had no idea what to do with a child like me, cause she had never seen anybody like this. And for <laughs> me to be her child, I think she really jumped on the bandwagon and just tried to learn as much as she could about getting me out there. And also I have amazing, amazing friends who not only are there to support me at any day, any time, but they also tell me when I'm wrong. And I think that's mm. the most important thing to keep someone humble. Yeah. And you're receptive to it probably. It sounds yeah. like, yeah, because I know that they wouldn't lead me astray. And even if sometimes yeah. I don't want to hear it, I'm always, always, always so grateful that I have friends that will be like, Todrick, I love you, but you're being ridiculous mm. right now. And this is not a good move or right. this would be better. You know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. If there was a TV show, a movie, a performance, a play, a video that you could create, the biggest dream that you can think of with one person that you want to collaborate with, what would the person, who would the person be you'd collaborate with and what would the performance be in what stage? 
Um, I just thought about this the other day. First of all, Beyonce is like my favorite person in the world. So that goes without saying. She's I would one love of the two to... people you're following on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I would love, to, I would love to work with her, but I think my dream thing that I want to do, and I just decided this last week is I want to make the first like fairy tale with like two princes. And I don't want it to be like a super gay story, even though that's hard to make, <laughs> to make that not super gay, but I want it to be a story about two princes that just happen to fall in love and because I imagine that in maybe a hundred, maybe a thousand years from now, people will be born and there will be cartoons that have gay characters and stuff mm. so that a character being on a show and being gay is not the subject of that character being there. That's just also happens to be what they are, but there's no movies about people being straight. Like, Oh, that's the the situation that they have to overcome. Right. And I just think that that would be such, it's such a simple thing, but I think it would be such a beautiful and epic thing. If there was a gay couple and their problem was not that they were gay. The, that just happened to be two princes that fell in love in a fairy tale one day. So um, who would play those parts? In a well, way. I would want to be one of them because not only are they going to be gay, but they're going to be interracial. It's going to be a gay black prince and ebony and ivory. And if you want to play the other prince, we could be two <laughs> salsa dancing princes in a fairy tale. I don't know if I could play it, but uh... just think on it, though. Just think on <laughs> if it. If I was gay, I would be a hundred percent in. Awesome, thank you. That's all I needed. That's yeah, all I needed. If I was gay, I would be in. Awesome. Okay. Um, but I, I will appreciate and uh, support your choice of who you want to choose. You'll buy a ticket to my I'll movie. buy a ticket. To okay. Me. I'll watch do. on YouTube or whatever it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, but if it could be any actor, who would it be? I would probably choose somebody who is not gay. I would oh. probably choose someone like a Zac Efron mm. or someone. That would be interesting. Or my main man, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, because I think he's, he's such an amazing. amazing actor. And he has become a good friend of mine recently. He's amazing. And, He'd um, be great at that role. Yeah. I just wanted to like break go. break boundaries and like be so out of the box, but be so amazing mm. that people are talking about it and everybody so, has to go see it. So when do you want to create that by? I would like to to be. I, I have a, two movies that I want to create before that. I want to okay. be. I want to be the new like mixture between Tyler Perry because I look mm. up to him so much. He's, he's so amazing. hilarious, and he's somebody who came from being homeless to creating this huge brand and is now a multimillionaire. Um, and Walt Disney, because I love creating content for mm. kids and I just think it's so powerful. Yeah. I can see you being that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many years, but in the next five years, I hope that at least my first great movie is out okay. and I'm going to invite you to the premiere. Please do. And we're going to salsa. Dance. I'll come Got and it. salsa. What, what's next for you after this show? You know, the show, tell us a little bit about the show and then what's, what's after the show. The show is almost over. We have one more week. This week, I'm doing Peter Perry, which I'm so proud of. I'm, uh, it's uh, telling the story of Peter Pan with all Katy Perry songs. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, so that comes on this Monday. It's kind of like Glee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I feel like our show is like the reality version of Glee. Yeah, that's cool. And um, and um, what's next for me is I, I would love to EGOT. I would love to go back to Broadway, but I want to win an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony. So I got to talk to my team and figure out exactly which one of those we want to go after first. But I would love to have a song on the radio. I think that's like my biggest mm. dream. Um, and one of my songs has been playing on the radio all over the country. It's called wind it up and it's doing pretty well. So wind I'm excited up. about that. Um, but I would, I would love to go back to Broadway. I would love to be a recurring character on a major network on a scripted show, not just a reality show. And uh, I would love to be in a huge movie, preferably one that had to do with music and dancing, like a musical mm. movie or something that um, is, is very um, 
like life changing, like something yeah. about something powerful. Epic, yeah. So this is the question from Penny. Oh, geez. I just said, you know, what's the question that uh, I should ask that no one's been that no one asked him? And she said, no one ever asked him about relationships and love, only about sexuality. Got it. So I want to ask you about relationships and love. How does love and relationships play into your success? And do you feel like with where you're at in your life right now, are you able to have a great relationship? and still pursue your dreams and your passion and have the freedom of flexibility to be creative and artistic. Is it possible to have both with where you're at? Yeah. Well, the answer is yes. I only follow two people on Instagram and the other person is my partner and his name is Jesse and he's awesome. And I've dated a lot of people before him um, that it it was difficult because Mm. my life requires a lot of like me not being around or there's always people around or there's hardly ever any sleep. Like sometimes we're together for days, but we're never, we know we don't ever get to talk to each other hardly because we literally wake up 6am and go to sleep at Mm 4am. And that whole day we were working the entire time. But I, I just feel like if you find the right person who believes in you so much and wants you to be so successful, then all of the problems that you would normally have with someone not being there or them not feeling loved or supported go out the window. So Mm. I'm really, really happy where I am in my relationship right now. Who knows what the future holds? I can see us being together for a very, very long time. And I'm just happy that I have somebody that really understands me and is like not judgmental of the fact that I live in a candy house <laughs> and then like and um it's literally a candy house i mean it's literally i mean the, the chairs are ice creams the table I mean, is a it's cupcake. like katie perry's house like it's pb a, harman and carrie harry it, katie katie Perry. Harry. <laughs> that sounds like a, a, a bad situation katie <laughs> harry but uh yeah that's amazing okay yeah. well it's glad to know that you've been able to make it work that's really yeah. cool um how about you We'll talk about that afterwards. Got it. I'll see <laughs> how my how the tables have turned. Okay, we're gonna find out all the juice afterwards, and I'll just tweet it to everybody. That's so, <laughs> so I want to do something. I want to have a couple questions left for you, but I want to hear your voice. I want to hear you if you're open to it to what? singing something. Okay. And, um, I should have whipped out my guitar and and played something, but I think it'd be better just to hear maybe something something you love to sing. Here's what I want to hear: something you love to sing. It can be like thirty to sixty seconds. It doesn't have to be uh-huh. long. That tells about who you are, speaks about who you are, and also shares a message to the world of what you want the world to be. Is there a, a song or a verse or a message yeah. that you can sing that would do that? Um, I would say the song that I have, Haters, is like a song that to me means a lot because I always wished that I had like some anthem that I could rock out to when mm. I got home after people were like making fun of me. And, uh, and when I felt like nobody understood me, I wrote this song and I put it out and people, the kids have like gone crazy for this. And all of these kids around the country are performing this song at their, um, talent shows and at dance recitals and stuff. And, um, can we hear part of it? Yeah. I'll, I'll, (laughs) okay. Go ahead. Okay. I don't need your love, love, love to tell me I'm good enough and you ain't worth my time if you don't think I'm fine and you don't need to lose one more pound to keep that scrub of yours around if he don't know you're beautiful if he don't know you're beautiful then turn the radio up 
Play that beat loud for anyone that tried to bring me down. This one's for you. This one's for you. So make the radio blast. Hands in the air. They can kiss my ass. Me if I care. This one's for you. This one's for you. Haters. Wow. I love that, man. That was epic. That was amazing. I, I did not think I was going to be singing anything today, but because I love you so much and because we're best friends and also separated at birth and also going to be salsa dancing and also yes. going to be gay prince lovers in a video, possibly hypothetically thinking about, it, thinking about it, then I was like, I'll just go ahead and sing this little ditty. That was amazing, him. man. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, wow. I'm inspired. I, you know, I could listen to people sing all day. It's for me. It's like a, it's a dream to be able to do that stuff. And I appreciate the craft and the art and the talent that you've developed because I know it's been a lot of hard work over Thank the years. You. So, um, couple final questions. If, uh, all your videos were erased for some reason, all the I shows just, you've ever I done, God, I just, I'm every year, <laughs> uh, or let's just say, uh, let's say they're all up there. I just there. got hot a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I know how much hours has yeah. been into that. Yeah. Let's say they're still there, but there's one final message that you want to share with people. There's a message that is everything you've learned from now, uh, until you were born about three truths of what you've learned about life, the three simple truths. If you had a, a video that was 60 seconds long, it was you in a video, no costumes, no music, mm-hmm. no dancing. Got it. And you got to say, here are the three, the three simple truths by Todrick. What would you be? What would you say are the three simple truths? I would say the first truth is make sure that you are nice to every single person that you ever meet and anybody that you encounter, always treat them as if they, as if how you would treat the Beyonce or whatever Mm. of your life, because you never know where someone will be tomorrow and where you will be next week. Um, That's number one. Number two, I would say keep great people around you. Mm that love you and that are really truly friends and if people show you who they are don't give them a million chances because more than likely what they showed you the first time was who they really are Mm. and thirdly i would say be true to who you are like Mm. above and beyond above and beyond anything else i think before i was like i just want to be famous at whatever cost even if it means i don't ever tell people that i'm straight i mean that i'm gay or that i don't you know, whatever the situation may be, I would rather now be 10 times less famous and be happy and be at least successful doing what I love to do. And maybe I will never sell out Staples Center or Madison Square Garden, but I will sell out a 500 seat theater with fans that really love and appreciate me. And my voice will be a voice for people who really need to hear what I have to say. So I think being true to yourself as cliche as that sounds is the most important of those three mm, things. I love that. Very cool. Um, one final question before, okay. before I ask, <laughs> okay. I want to acknowledge you for a moment okay. for your gift, your unique gift to inspire and entertain and make people think and open up and love in a different way. I think it's really beautiful what you've created over your whole career and your life by being true to who you are. Well, thank you. It's really inspiring. And, and I want to acknowledge you for maximizing your gifts because you're impacting the world in a major way, even if you don't think you are. So I acknowledge you for that. Thank you. And uh, my final question, it's what I ask all my guests at the end. Okay. This is the school of greatness. So my, wait, wait, wait. Can yes. I say one more thing? Yes. I wish that I had four things. This is say really important. 
The fourth thing is don't wait for the opportunity to come knock at your door because we live in a day and age where anybody can make their own dreams come true. And I think that is the most important thing. I should have said that in there. That's right. how I got, I've gotten here. It's not waiting go. for opportunity. I go seize those opportunities. Mm, okay. Like as you like that. So the, as being the school of greatness, I would ask you, what's your definition of greatness? The definition of greatness is someone who naturally can command an audience and have a voice that is authentic and true to themselves and not have to have gimmicks or anything. I would say the definition of greatness is Beyonce. I love it. I love it. <laughs> where can we connect with you online? Where do you want us to hang out? YouTube? Where, where you can we go? connect with me online on um, uh, Twitter and Instagram at, at Toddy Rockstar. I'm on Facebook. You can look me up there. And also um, on my YouTube channel, search Todrick. My mom came yeah. up with a really unique name. So I think I'm the only Todrick, one. Todrick, yeah. T-O-D-R-I-C-K and I will pop up and entertain awesome. you. Are you on Snapchat and everything else as well? I'm on Snapchat, but I'm a little iffy. I'm inconsistent <laughs> on that, in that department. But okay, awesome. I will be there occasionally. Awesome. Todrick Hall, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much for having me. It was great. And there you have it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode with the one, the only, Todrick Hall. Make sure to share this with a friend. If you know someone who would be inspired by Todrick's message, please email them, lewishouse.com slash 240. Send them this email and say, hey, man, or hey, girl, check out this episode. I think you're going to be really inspired by Todrick's message. Check it out. Also, share it with your friends over on Twitter, on Facebook. Tag both of us over on Instagram. Again, the link is lewishouse.com slash 240. You're going to get all of the show notes back if you go to that link as well to see how you can connect with Todrick on all of his social media accounts. We'll put up a video there that he did of a Taylor Swift remake that is incredible. So you can check out how talented this guy is on video and uh, and see all the great things he's doing. Make sure to check out his TV show. You can watch the replays online as well. A lot of great stuff by this guy. I uh, I feel very connected to him. I want you guys to connect with him as well. And again, make sure to share this with your friends. The link is lewishouse.com slash 240. I appreciate you all so very much for coming on every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the greatness that we put out together. And it's all because of you that I continue to get amazing guests like Todrick. So thank you all for showing up in a powerful way in the world. Thank you for bringing your truth to what you're doing and for living a passionate, powerful life. You guys know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great. number of reasons you might consider selling your home to move closer to family live within a smaller budget or just wanting a change of scenery whatever your reasons having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for that's where an agent who is a realtor comes in 
Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.